What makes a hardcore leftist Democrat into a hardcore Republican? For psychedelic mushroom activist Ashley Truxell, it was how the democratically controlled Colorado legislature became anti-psilocybin and pro-corporate welfare. I'm John Caldera, and this is the audio version of our television show, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that program by going to youtube.com and searching for IITV. That stands for Independence Institute Television. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Enjoy. Ashley Truxell was a Democrat, a hardcore Democrat. She's now a Republican. And medical mushrooms had something to do with the conversion. I want to figure this out. Now, Ashley, you were, you were a Democrat for forever, right? I was a Democrat since high school. Um, I, I think initially I was rebelling against my very Republican conservative parents, um, but I was a Democrat and I was very active in the Democratic Party until last legislative session. I had kind of taken a hiatus for a few years and I came back and was a stakeholder in the Natural Medicine Health Act that just passed in 2022. And it was my experience at the Capitol and engaging with our Democratic lawmakers that made me realize that the party had moved very far to the left and really had kind of left me behind in the middle. This fascinates me because it was just one legislative session seems to have been enough for you to make a pretty sizable shift. Before we get into that, what amazes me is you were not just you were not just a Democrat. You were you were damn near a socialist, weren't you? You were a Bernie Sanders fan. Well, I was a public school teacher at the time. Oh, so you have to be. <laughs> um, so it went along with everything that I believed in at the time. I was pro-public schools. And what we're seeing right now is really the collapse of our school system where school choice is the only thing that's going to bring the innovation in necessary to save that. Um, I was very anti-dark money and pro-freedom of speech, which we saw Bernie Sanders actually propose an amendment to um, undo Citizens United. And so at the time in 2016, I was very supportive of his policies and very active. I um, knocked doors for him. I made phone calls. I went to caucus. I even went to the state capitol. So you're not, not just a casual Democrat. You, you were a working, volunteer, rank-and-file, left-leaning Democrat. Yes. And then, and then I took a break from politics. I, I thought that was going to be my end in politics. I, I was done. It was frustrating. And I only really got involved again because I felt like I had to, to really save um, my career and Colorado from um, a corporatized version of natural medicine that's going to tax uh, or it's going to cost taxpayers money and isn't set up to be successful. So this brings up just so many different different issues because I, I want to go into the in the conversion from Democrat to, to Republican, but the issue you were working on is not what you think as a Republican-ish issue. And um, so let's, let's make a detour for that. Colorado voted to, I'm gonna say, decriminalize mushrooms and uh, for medical purposes. Am I close? You are somewhat close. And so there was a lot of misleading literature coming out of the campaign that would lead you to believe that. Um, I was actually very excited when they initially proposed 
um, the Natural Medicine Health Act. And it really inspired me to get involved. And I was volunteering for them until I actually read the, I think it was an 80-page bill. And um, they, they couldn't really answer the questions that I had. Um, I noticed that they were lying to voters with this propaganda. Are you familiar with the Rocky Mountain Voter Guide? No. So the Rocky Mountain Voter Guide was basically a piece of political propaganda that the natural medicine um, campaign put forth. Now, this campaign has ties to New Approach, which is a left-leaning super PAC. Um, and they spent, I think it was $120,000, according to Tracer, to uh, pay for this piece of propaganda that would lead you to believe what you just told me. And so it was basically a bait and switch for the psychedelic community, the people. Okay, help, help me understand this. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, Tracer is the database that the Secretary of State has that allows people, citizens, to see who's putting money into campaigns. Yes, and so right. we have open records right. here in Colorado where we as citizens have a right to access that so information. I, I see probably too simplistically. I probably see this in terms of, hey, there are people who want to legalize mushrooms. There are people who don't want to legalize mushrooms. Mm -hmm. There are people who think mushrooms are good and wonderful and safe and this and that. And others who think, no, this is just um, like marijuana. And then it's the next thing is going to be marijuana. And then before you know, it's going to be uh, mushrooms. And then after that, it's going to be something worse. And so I just kind of put them in these two camps. Yeah. Are you telling me in the pro-mushroom pro camp, there's kind of a, a split? Is that what I'm hearing between corporate corporate big mushroom versus small little mushroom? And see, the thing is, the split is really not among the psychedelic community. Um, I've actually talked to lots of Republicans who are very pro-mushroom. They're against the government getting involved in the psychedelic industry. Um, and so last uh, session at the Capitol, we had 100 people come who were in the psychedelic community to testify against the piece of legislation that our um, democratically controlled state legislature passed to rewrite the Natural Medicine Health Act. And right, so, so help, me, help me with some words. Sure. Psychedelic community. As somebody who, who who listen to a lot of Iron Butterfly. Mm -hmm. You know, psychedelic community means uh, Grateful Dead, people tripping out. It, that's what I think of when I hear psychedelic community. What is psychedelic community? So when I talk about the psychedelic community, I'm talking about people who are, are involved in psychedelics in Colorado with the decriminalization of mushrooms in Denver in 2019 and then the legalization in 2022. We have a thriving community of not just your hippies that you're describing, mm. but medical professionals and... These are people who are using... Um, Mushroom microdosing to help with PTSD and, oh, yeah. and, and trying to do other other things to help people with mental issues. Mm -hmm. And it's also people who just want to have psychedelic drugs recreationally. Right. Well, and so when you say psychedelic drugs, I think it's important to differentiate between a synthetic substance and a natural substance. And when we talk about the harm level of mushrooms, and this is this is a fact. There was a 2010 Lancet study that actually identified the harms of these various substances. And it's a graph, and at the very top um, is alcohol. And then it goes down, and you see tobacco and cannabis. And the very last, meaning safest substance on this list, is mushrooms. And so when we're talking about 
this natural medicine. We're actually talking about something that's safer than cannabis, alcohol, or tobacco. I don't want to argue whether it's good or bad. I just I, I want to get kind of the, the, yes. lay, the lay of the land. No, I just All wanted right. to clarify. Got it. All right. So you've got this community. They're in the legislature, and they're concerned about a bill that did what? And so what this bill did was it took away the community healing piece. And when I talk about community healing, I'm talking about healing with your friends and community. And so, for example, we just had um, an event, the Denver Mushroom cooperative put forth a community healing event. And so we had people who are mushroom cultivators. And we're at the point in Colorado right now where these have been lawful for so long that people have an abundance of produce. And it's just like when you have a friend who has a garden. You get tomatoes all the time. So that season once a year where everybody is giving everybody else squash. Exactly. Because, right. Same. It's, right. it's the same thing for mushrooms. And so mushrooms can be lawfully gifted. And so for this event, we had um, 100, about it was 150 people that showed up. We had a bunch of medical professionals. And so I'm talking medical doctors. I'm talking therapists. There were spiritual practitioners, um, as well as educators within the community. Everyone who came received a 150-page guide to safely and mindfully using mushrooms, as well as community resources, um, like the Fireside Project. They have a psychedelic support line. So if you're having a bad experience, it's like 911 for mushrooms, you can call. Is this like if you're having a bad trip, you can yeah, call them? Yeah, if you're having a bad trip, you can call them. And so what we did was we provided people all of these resources beforehand, and they had several hours that they could show up. It's at, we did it at Plant Magic Cafe, and we're doing another one in February, where they could show up with their questions, and you could talk to a neurologist or you could talk to a therapist, or you could talk to cultivators about um, learning how to grow your own mushrooms, because it's very easy to grow. When we look at this model that the Colorado State Legislature put through, it copies the one in Oregon, where you're looking to pay $500 for one microdose of psilocybin. If you want to microdose psilocybin, generally some people do that about three times a week, that's going to be $6,000 a month. Whereas you can go to this free community event, make friends with a cultivator who's, who's gifting their mushrooms. They're so proud of their mushrooms too. And we're at the point in Colorado where you can have, um, you can get a lab report. And so Altitude Consulting will actually, you can drop your mushrooms off and they can provide you with a lab report to show you exactly what tryptamines are in it, how much psilocybin is in there, what a dose is going to look like. And so we're doing this for free, absolutely okay, so let free. Me, let me kick this back to you. Yeah. All right. Here's the background. You're involved in this movement. You're a hardcore D, Democrat, yeah. leftist, Bernie fan. You're excited about the what you call psychedelic community, which still sounds like deadheads to me. Okay. I'm going to invite you to a vent. So. I'll wear a tie-dye. <laughs> and the um, at this, people who don't have mushrooms can be gifted mushrooms because they're easy to grow. All right, that were correct. Right. Yes. I was, so then, back to the legislature. What was this bill that you guys were all in a huff about? So what this bill did was it took um, part of that community healing piece away. And so I am a psychedelic educator, and um, I guide and that is just a great term, a psychedelic educator. Well, I guide and help people drop acid. Um, 
No, no, no. LSD is not lawful in Colorado. Um, I work with psilocybin mushrooms, helping people overcome trauma, depression, anxiety. There are so many things that our um, research is showing are beneficial. And so working in conjunction with their therapists, um, I will guide or provide education to help them use mushrooms safely and mindfully. Okay. Now, mind you, you're not registered or there's no certificate that you have from the state, at least, that, that gives you, you're not like a, you're not like a uh, psychotherapist who has something from the state that says, yes, you've met all the criteria. So, so not yet. Um, and that's, that's the problem with that, because I do have a master's of science in teaching and learning from Colorado State uh, University. And when we look at what they're implementing, it is mirroring Oregon. And I can look at the Oregon training standards, and we're talking about facilitation not therapy. And we often yeah. hear the term psychedelic therapy, but that's that's an incorrect term because what facilitation is about is giving people a safe space to explore their inner world in a non-directive way. Um, when you are under the influence of a psychedelic, you are highly susceptible and vulnerable to outside influences. And so it's not a best practice to actually provide psychotherapy under the influence of mushrooms because you could potentially guide that person towards right. a different mindset. Right. I gotta get to this bill. Okay. Help me out with Let's this. Let's get to the bill. Right. I would so, love to talk so, about the bill. So here, here's what I'm following. Yeah. You're into mushrooms. You believe yes. the best part of mushrooms is that there's a community aspect. People don't have to pay a lot for mushrooms and get a lot of benefit from psychedelic mushrooms. Right. All right. There with you so far? So far, yes. And this bill was going to take what is now legal for you to do that and say, no, 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 that part is illegal. If you want to buy mushrooms, you got to buy it from Big Mushroom Corporation. And so what this, am, am I, basically, basically, yes. Okay. And so what this law did, and this, this changed a bunch of um, the uh, bunch, of, this made a bunch of changes from the Natural Medicine Health Act. Senate Bill 290 uh, went into effect July 1st, and it prevents people who are operating on the underground, now above ground, because it had right. been lawful for six months. And so on July 1st, this bill went into effect and it prevents any advertising of these services. And so people are directed to the state regulated model, um, which is expensive and not affordable. And so when we're talking about a session, um, which generally, I mean, you can find someone in a community event who will sit with you for, for free sometimes, um, they're going to cost approximately $4,000. And so this isn't accessible and it really isn't going to address our mental health crisis. It's just going to profit big medical and big pharma. Okay. Again, let me see if I'm following you. So the change to the law said the kind of stuff that you do may be for free. What this community does for free, sitting with people, helping them, making sure that they're dosing properly, making sure that they're going through the process right, that uh, if they're using them, they're using them safely and correctly to help them with their PTSD or whatever it is. Even though it's an unregulated world, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a community and people want to help each other. And so you think it's a good thing. This bill says you can still do that 
but you just can't tell anybody about it. You can't advertise it. You can't take out an ad in Westward. You cannot um, use your First Amendment voice to say, hey, we got this group over here, perfectly legal group. We're doing mushrooms the right way. Come check us out. Yes, I couldn't even uh, I couldn't even use my freedom of religion to explain how I use mushrooms within Christianity. And so what this bill does did is push people towards this regulated access model. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be any regulation. I've had a teaching license. Like I told you, I was a public school teacher before. Um, I was also a pharmacy technician. And so going back to, it was the late 90s. My first job was at Happy Harry's Drugstore as a pharmacy technician. Happy Harry's, happy Drug. Harry's Drugstore. Sounds like you're still working at Happy Harry's Drugstore. I'm very happy. Um, and so when pharmacy technician became a licensed activity, they needed people to be pharmacy technicians. And because I already had the experience and training and education, all I had to do was take a test. Um, very similar to my teaching license. I have the background education and I had to take a test. And I think both of those were probably in the $100 fee or so. Um, I've talked to medical professionals, MDs, neurologists, therapists, and the general um, fees for a license is between like three and $800 every couple years. The licensing requirements that um, a board that was appointed by Governor Polis that is completely unchecked is putting into place is a $3,000 yearly fee. And the startup costs expected to be a licensed facilitator start at $52,000. And so the state is now saying, if you want to continue what you were doing lawfully before, we're going to extort you for $52,000. And so my, like I told you, I was a teacher, or I am a teacher, and my, my goal, I want to start a school and teach other people how to guide. Um, if I want to do that, there are going to be additional fees to that. And right, so, so what you saw in this bill was something that radically stopped not only your lifestyle, your passion, professionally your work, uh, because you wouldn't be able to have the freedom to uh, congregate with the people you want to associate with the people you want in the way you wanted to do it. It seems like a perfect ACLU type of First Amendment issue. So going down to the legislature, and there's this bill there, my immediate thought is this bill is obviously being pushed by anti-drug Republicans who want to make sure you can't do this. But that's not a worry because you've got a bunch of crazed socialists down there, like yourself, who, who understand that, hey, everything's groovy. We've got a community of psychedelic drug users. Let us, let us peace out. So that's what you found, I'm assuming. So I was shocked, and this is why I'm a Republican now. There are no checks and balances in our system. Our legislators, or at least mine, are not doing their jobs. I led a weekly advocacy workshop for the psychedelic community and a weekly lobbying day where we would go to the Capitol and attempt to talk to our legislators. I was there for about 20 days last session. I could not get a meeting with my house rep, even though I sent emails, dropped off my one pager, flagged him down in the hall and begged. I who's your Who's your rep? Uh, Valdez. I also initially had a meeting with 
uh, Senator Gonzalez about this matter, but it was canceled. Um, we were unable to get meetings with Fenberg. He actually had a town hall um, where we had several hundred people show up. And he told us that he wasn't going to make anything illegal that was now, at the time, legal. That but he did. was a lie. That was a lie. Um, I, I didn't realize at the time until I got involved that it was the Democrats that were pushing through this new legislation to really benefit their corporate donors. Help me understand that. So it wasn't Republicans pushing this bill. It wasn't moralistic, anti-drug Republicans saying psilocybin's bad, mushrooms are bad, we're going to just chip away at it if we can. It was rank-and-file Democrats in the position of power who wanted this because their donors wanted it. Talk to me about these donors to, to the Democrats. And who so, are they? And so if we look through the Tracer reports, um, there is a super PAC called New Approach. Um, they have various other organizations associated with New Approach, but this is a left-leaning super PAC um, that's spent millions of dollars passing this legislation. They got the psychedelic community involved. We were all very excited initially about this bill and did the work to pass it. And then our state legislature- bill, which bill? Oh, I'm talking about the Natural Medicine Health okay. Act. Okay. Um, Senate Bill 290 was what- Senate, Well, we voted on. No, we didn't oh. vote on, no, 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 no. We okay. did not vote on 290. Um, we voted on the Natural Medicine Health Act, and that was a bipartisan bill. Uh, the initial polling showed 70% of Coloradans supported it, and that was before really psychedelics took off. Um, and it wasn't that Republicans were against mushrooms. Um, I became a Republican because I was having such positive conversations. When the Democrats wouldn't meet with me, or it, it wasn't just me, it, it was people in our community. And so we would have a handful of people that would show up every week and we would try to also talk to their legislators. And they, they wouldn't talk to us either if they were Democrats. Um, but what we found were the Republicans were willing to meet. And so we went in and we talked to Holtor, Representative Holtorf and Representative Weinberg, and they actually agreed with what we were saying about the safety profile of mushrooms, about um, limited government, and about um, not corporatizing this natural medicine. And so Ron, Senator, or, sorry, Ron Weinberg actually gave a very moving speech in the House hearing how he wasn't against mushrooms. He was against the government being involved with mushrooms. What's amazing to me about this is that it, it parrots what's been going on in so many issues, right down to Prop HH mm -hmm. and the whole bit on, on um, property taxes, uh, home regulations, that the left, in their arrogance, isn't talking to anyone. They know they've got the numbers. They can do whatever they want. And what blows my mind about this is that here you are coming from what I would think would be a hated position uh, from a Republican point of view, and they were the ones not only welcoming to talk to you, but, but understanding what you were saying, and you actually convinced them of what you were saying. Yeah. That's exactly that what is, happened. That it's is amazing. shocking. No, and I, I was shocked by the lack of transparency and just the overall sense 
of authority, un, unbalanced power at the state capitol. It was absolute fake holdering. We were sitting in the hearing, I remember, and I was testifying that if you vote yes on this legislation, you are going to make me a criminal. And they are texting. And now we know they were in their signal group just blatantly ignoring what a hundred of their constituents came to tell them that day. Hey, I'm a gun owner. They've made me a criminal many times over. Not doing anything different from day one to day two, except day two, you're labeled a criminal. And they have the power of law to, to put you away for it. it. It makes me remember back when marijuana was legalized. And by the, the new initiative, the legislature had until a date certain to decide the taxing structure. And it gave how much the tax could go up to. And it was the Democrats pushing for the highest possible tax. Mm -hmm. It was so bizarre to hear the Republicans saying, no, we have to tax this as little as possible. One, because taxes are bad, but two, you're just gonna drive things down into the underground market. Mm -hmm. So now it seems to be happening here with with mushrooms. Are mushrooms easier to grow than, than marijuana? Oh yeah, um, they're, they're very easy to grow. That's, that's the problem. That's why they need to criminalize people who are offering support services on, and I don't wanna say underground because we're talking about lawful services and we're not just talking about hippies. I'm talking about RNs. I'm talking about actual therapists. What this bill also did was, it, or what Senate Bill 290 also did, was it removed protections for therapists to offer these services. And so I, people don't realize that the law changed um, to set it up for this regulated access model that's going to cost taxpayers millions. Who wins? The question is always, who wins? Who's going to be making money off of this? So there's an industry here who's going to make a lot of money off, off of this bill and, and making sure that you're a felon for doing what you do. Who? Who wins? Who makes the money now? Big medical, big pharma. You have they, some they names? Win. Who, who is big pharma? Who is big medical? Well, in, the, we, in the mushroom world. So we can trace this the Healing Advocacy Funds to um, the Center for Voter Information mm -hmm. um, and uh, Barbara Freed, which is Sam Bankman-Freed's mother. So we can trace the funding to these very left-leaning liberal super PACs. And so that's, that's who wins. The liberals win and their corporate investors so, win. And this is the exact same thing that I have found with the new energy economy. That yes, there's always cronyism in politics and it's our job to root it out and end it. But there is nothing more cronyistic than what's going on in our energy bills. How Excel and other companies are making money hand over fist under this illusion that we're, we're making the world greener here by making it so much more expensive. Uh, it's, it's, it is the worst, ugliest type of cronyism that I think if most people who voted for these Democrats understood, they go, those, those are Republican nasty tactics. Mm -hmm. He said something that tickled me here and explain it because Republicans are the Christians usually. These are the moralists. These are the ones who thump their Bibles. But you've said something that your mushroom use and your Christianity are tied together. Did I mishear this? No. So I have actually become much more spiritual, even religious since 
um, I started using mushrooms. They've helped me have a loving relationship with Jesus, and I go to church regularly now. Um, and lots of people, actually, this isn't just my experience. There are studies that show that people are have um, more spiritual experiences and enhanced spirituality as well as well-being when they um, do mushrooms. Really? Yes. And, and That's you why said, they always, as a Catholic, they used to give us wine with that host. <laughs> well, and you said Bible thumpers, but that's, that's not true. Faith comes in many forms. And I am an officer of the Denver Republican Women, and we have many different types of faith. We want to invite in anyone who... Um, I'm talking about the image of Republicans would be that... You're a nice Christian lady who wears a crucifix the way you do. It's not the type who's doing shrooms, all right? That, that, that's a bit of a mind blower. And now you've got the Republican who's saying, no, freedom is what Republicans were about. Anti-corporatism is what Republicans are about. And in this world of mushrooms, which people don't understand yet, it's turning into a cronyistic, Democrat, socialist-controlled Political machine. Yes, and talk to more Republicans because I talk to so many people um, at Republican meetups. There are and no at my more Republicans in Colorado. They've been outlawed. They've been outlawed. Well, Mind you, I was, I was a Republican. You registered when you were young to be a Democrat. Mm -hmm. uh, my 18th birthday, before I went out and got my beer, back when you could do that, I, I registered as a Republican. I'm now unaffiliated um, uh, for, for a variety of reasons. But my, my belief in in the principle that we are free to make our own choices has never been stronger. And so it's just interesting to see, for me, this change in Colorado, that there are more of these people who are freedom junkies, um, that they might be unaffiliated, they might be Republicans, maybe they're Democrats, but they're, I'm, I'm getting a sense that there's a growing frustration with the command and control structure in this state and in our local um, governments that say, Here's all the things you can't do. Mm -hmm. And amazingly, all the big companies, they, they can do it. The big companies get the tiffs and piffs when it comes to um, tax increment financing. You know, Ikea can get a tax break. Mama's little uh, furniture store can't. Excel can get all, all this. They can't. Pharma, who's going to be doing a lot of the microdosing and, and work on this, we trust them. They're going to get all the deals. But here's a community organization that's trying to Trying to, trying to help, let's push them out, even though they might do a lot of help. Is it possible that what your community group is doing, your psychedelic community, that they're doing harm? And let me put out, let me put out the argument. People will be listening and saying, oh, Ashley, that's adorable, but you're pushing a drug that's a gateway drug, it's a mind-altering drug, and you've got a bunch of people who are making it like they're, they're growing squash and giving it to their neighbors, and it's gonna hurt people, and when you have this community of psychedelic drug users, they're not, there's no regulation. There's no certification. These are just a bunch of people who want to get other people high. And it's, it's, it's a dangerous thing, particularly for young people. And so what I would pose to you is looking at the actual danger of mushrooms. When we look at the lethal dose, it is not possible. It's really, really hard to die from an overdose of mushrooms. You said would have same, to eat they said the same thing two about, pounds 
of mushrooms to achieve a lethal dose. And so we look at the streets. I live in downtown Denver. I live on 16th Street. I walk through the park every day and I see people openly smoking fentanyl. Is that doing more harm than a natural medicine? And I really do think it is important to distinguish between synthetic and natural medicine. Is Which is doing more harm here's, in that instance? Somebody's listening to us and here's what they're thinking. Come on, lady. We said yes to marijuana with the same sort of promises, but it's opened the door to a homeless crisis. It's opened the door to, to people who do die, not because of overdosing, but because when they're high and what, what happens when they're out of control, uh, what it's doing to our kids, mental issues that are popping up there. And the same promise was made. And yes, marijuana was said to be natural as well until it has been so well-bred, so refined, mm -hmm. that, that a, a, a piece of uh, hash oil the size of a grain of, of rice yeah. will kill you. Yeah. And, but that's still natural. So fool me once, shame on me. Fool, or shame on you, now shame on me. I'm not buying this again after we saw what would happen with, with, with marijuana. And so I would, I would agree with you. We don't want that to happen. And that's why the Democrats having unchecked control over the psychedelic industry in Colorado is so very dangerous because they're just pushing through whatever legislation is going to benefit their corporate donors. And we actually do have data um, from Denver. So in 2019, Denver decriminalized mushrooms, and there is a panel that actually looks at the safety. And since 2019, there have been a handful of incidents. And if we look at incidents regarding alcohol or other drugs, there's there's not even a comparison there. And not so just we because do it have hasn't, data. It hasn't been accepted the way marijuana has. Marijuana is everywhere now in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And if we don't stop you, lady, then mushrooms are going to be everywhere in Colorado. And kids are going to be having uh, pot here, mushrooms there, another gateway drug into, into Colorado. And this scares people. Yeah, and so I would be scared of the Democrats then because what the Natural Medicine Health Act did, what it did not enable sales of mushrooms. The bill that the Democrats pushed through gave a board appointed by Polis without any checks and balances. I tried to go to the confirmation hearing. They did not post it and then... Um, posted it like right before it happened. And so the community wow. was trying to go to the confirmation hearing. That is so classic, so classic Polis. Go ahead. Um, but what, what this board is doing is they're giving um, these recommendations and listening to their meetings. And so the other thing is these meetings are not published on the internet. You actually have to attend them. Um, I actually will um, record them sometimes and we post them on the internet so that people can see them. But what they're talking about is retail sales. And so the bill that Coloradans passed did not allow retail sales. And it very much seems like the bill that the Democrats pushed through is going to result in retail sales. And so again, I would say Republicans need to check the power of Democrats. And Republicans that I talk to, I've never had a negative conversation about mushrooms. We're talking about a natural me. substance that has that been just, around. That because your memory's hurt because of all your mushroom no, use? My, my memory is better, actually. Really? Mushrooms, um, I microdose, and mushroom, uh, people who microdose will report enhanced focus. Um, I'm able to relax. It just kind of gets rid of 
the anxiety. I had really severe anxiety, depression, PTSD, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's. Um, I, I thought I was going to be bedridden for the rest of my life. And this Hashimoto's? Has, Hashimoto's, so a thyroid, a chronic thyroid okay. disorder. Um, I had lots of chronic illnesses, and mushrooms gave me my life back. And so I would not be sitting here talking to you right now if mushrooms were not decriminalized in Denver, and I did my first journey here. And if the Democrats have their way, the next person like you would have to pay a lot of money to be able to have the benefits you've had. And so, yes, and so this is being set up in 2024. They're replicating Oregon's model. And Oregon has been an absolute failure. They've already required a $3 million taxpayer bailout. I think they're in the hole 2.9 million right now. And so what we're going to see is this isn't a sustainable model. We have the data that shows that, but the Democrats are choosing to ignore that and follow the influence of the Healing Advocacy Fund, um, which is tied to these dark money, left-leaning super PACs. All right, for, then give me the top three points as we wrap this up. Yeah. Somebody's listening. They don't know much about mushrooms. They have a hard time believing it's the Democrats who are in your way. Uh, and they're trying to figure out this pretty woman who, who's a good Christian girl doing mushrooms. So wrap it all up for me. What, what are like the three points people who know nothing about this should should know. And so just to not even involve mushrooms, we're seeing this across the board. Even you mentioned Prop HH. Um, we're seeing no checks and balances at our state capitol. And so the first point that I want to make is get involved. Colorado needs everyone. I didn't realize that my legislators weren't doing their jobs until I had to advocate for myself. Um, and so I would encourage all Coloradans, if you're upset about what's going on in our government, go talk to your representative. Um, go talk to your legislature. Go get involved and make your voice heard because this is their job to listen to you. So point number one, legislature's out of control. Yeah. They're arrogant. They don't, what we call stakeholder, and we now call it fakeholder. Yep. They don't talk to the people that their decisions are destroying. So someone like you, they make this decision not having any real sense of what it's going to do to you, your community, your constituents. All right. And on mushrooms, when people hear this and go, oh, God, not again. Not, not again. We're not going to go down that marijuana uh, trap. Mm -hmm. What do you say back to that? Uh, we don't want to go down that trap. Um, we don't want to replicate what happened with not just marijuana, but what's happened with Prozac. We're seeing them replicate this medical, this liberal, neoliberal medical model that has failed in so many areas and has the power to actually address our mental health crisis. And so this is important to You're acting like it's Colorado. a wonder drug. Other people it's see not. it as, as another gateway dangerous drug. And you, you say, we don't want to go down that path. They're going to say, we don't want to go down that path. That's why it should stay illegal. Why possessing mushrooms should be illegal. Growing mushrooms should be illegal. Sharing mushrooms should be illegal. Selling mushrooms should be illegal. What do you say to those folks? So all of those things you said, except sales, are lawful in the state of Colorado right now. But they're going to think it shouldn't be, and we need to change it. Then they should get involved and speak their voice. Because I... 
anticipate that this is going to blow up all over the country. And we are... When you say blow up, you mean that... Expand. Expand. Mushroom use, uh, curiosity about mushrooms, growing mushrooms, this is going to become a big deal. So we are at ground zero right now. And if you are angry or frustrated by this model, then we need to change it or you need to change it and get involved because what we're going to see is a replication of this across the U.S. People want to get involved and learn more and maybe go to one of your community events. Where do they go? So there are so many community events that they can go to in Colorado. Um, There's a cafe called Plant Magic Cafe. It's actually about two blocks from here. Um, It's a psychedelic education and resource center. It's called the Heart Quarters. There's also- The Heart Quarters. The Heart Quarters. That's sickeningly cute. It's heartwarming. No, it's awful. Um, There's the Psychedelic (laughs) Club of Denver. They have really great events. I'm going to a psychedelic women's health event tonight at the Mercury Cafe. Um, They have so many things that I can't even keep up with. There's also the NOAC Society, which is a professional organization. And so if you're looking for those psychotherapists, medical doctors, professionals, um, you're going to find them in the Psychedelic Club of Denver and at Plant Magic Cafe, but you can also find them in the NOAC Society. And those are just a few of the Is there a website to go to? Um, for all of those different or things. Or do you recommend? So you can check out you. my website, and yes. I'll, I'll give you resources. Um, my website is psychedfor.com, P-S-Y-C-H-E-D, number four, dot com. Psychedfor.com. I don't know whether to thank you or I'm much more confused. But this has been terrific. It is amazing to see somebody else from a completely different point of view look at this legislature come to the exact same conclusions many of us have. Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you, John. If you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend. And I hope you'll subscribe and follow the show. We have new ones released weekly. Remember, this audio was taken from our TV show. To watch it, just search the letters IITV for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations.